Welcome to the Alcal a low carb ancestral living podcast. I'm your host Pim Johnson, and each week I'm bringing you new guests who will share their opinions and expertise on different topics related to health and well-being. Enjoy. This is part two of my interview with Justin. If you haven't listened to part one, please listen to the previous episode before you start listening to this one. I just find that very interesting because not everyone, but a lot of people are trying to go on a low sodium diet because they have a little bit of high blood pressure or whatever. Do you think that they're literally putting themselves at risk for developing migraines if they have this specific type of brain genetically or could that apply to anyone if you are restricting sodium enough? Um, my guess would be that, I mean, if you have this brain and, you know, you, you might get migraines at one point, you know, migraine is a, is a catch-all term for many different symptoms. You know, it can be aura, it can be even slurred speech, it can be like hallucinations, it can be vertigo. There's some people that get no pain at all. They just get sick to their stomach and vertigo, which anyone that's ever experienced. I've had vertigo a couple of times due to migraines. And it's, it's worse than a migraine. You know, not being able to be oriented to where you're at is terrifying. You know, it can be cyclical vomiting um, can also be a migraine symptom as well. And so my guess would be if people have that brain, if Angela is right, if you sat down and talked to these people and really ran through all the different kinds of migraine, uh, you would probably be able to line that up. You know, it's just hard to say without talking to each individual. But yeah, the, the, the high blood pressure thing, I mean, that's, that's just silly. <laughs> you know, we, we got the science on that. It's not caused by the sodium. It's caused by the, the you know, insulin uh, resistance, you know, and the metabolic disorders. Um, yeah. So, so, I, so when you started with the Angela's protocol, what what did you do, and how quickly did you see results from it? Yeah. So um, I, I started. You know, I started increasing my salt uh, daily. That's how I started. Um, I kind of tried doing it more keto in the beginning. I was doing like tuna with avocado salads and things like that. Um, but she has. She's really strict on macros. And, like, I was not hitting macros, like, at all. And I just <laughs> couldn't figure out how to hit them. I, I'm not a math person. I'm a verbal emotions and mental process of person. I'm not a math person. And then in her group, I see all these people talking about ZC and CD. And I'm like, what the hell does ZC mean? What does CD mean? What kind of code is this? You know, obviously, anyone that listens to your, your, your show might already know. Um, but it's ZC is zero carb and CD is carnivore diet. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, I know what that is because coming from the psychological field, um, being a huge fan of Jordan Peterson, hearing about his daughter, Michaela Peterson and her carnivore diet, I had heard about it in 2018. So a year before discovering Angela, I was just too scared to try it at the time because when you have migraines, when you find something that kind of works, you hold on to it for dear life and you're so scared to change mm-hmm. anything. You know, it's like, ah, oh, anything I do will make it worse, you know, especially coming from the plant-based stuff and things like that. So like, you know, I heard about carnivore diet and I started like increasing my steak consumption 
but also increasing my ketchup consumption, which probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> um, and, and so um, I, uh, yeah, so then once I was that, that was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, okay, fine. I'll cut the ketchup. I'll just do the steak. So the first like carnivore-ish meal I made was like a, a sirloin steak with uh, zucchini and yellow squash because those are supposed to be like the super low carb, super low oxalate, what have you, vegetables, you know, and like mushrooms. Because in the beginning, you feel like you need that variety because you don't really understand any of this yet in the very beginning. Um, and I did that and it was great and, and I was pretty happy. And so my first month, and people have to understand, my first month of carnivore was horrid. It was absolutely terrible. I'd never want to go through that again. But people have to understand, I was recovering from a horrific car accident and having migraines. Now, Angela's protocol is a no-meds protocol. You are not, well, I don't want to say not allowed, but you're not supposed to take your rescue medication because taking the rescue medication further damages the brain and doing the angelostatin protocol, a keto protocol, uh, carnivore diet, is about healing, right? And healing the brain. So you don't want to be damaging the brain while you're trying to heal the brain. So I, I, I literally essentially had a migraine lingering or just pain that entire first month. Um, now, what made me keep going is that even though I was in pain, there was, I distinctly remember this one day, this one hour, it literally asked, lasted for an hour where my mood felt good. I actually felt like not happy, but content and energy for this hour. And it, it was, I'd never felt it before in my life. I had this crushing depression, like I said, like age 10 or 12. And I was like, whoa, that's different. Why do I have energy? Why do I feel good? Why do I want to like, you know, clean up or whatever? You know, it's like, whoa, that's different. That's weird. And I've been on all different kinds of drugs and like it felt really nice, but not in that highway. It was just decent. It's like, is this what other people that don't have my issues walk around feeling like? Like, wow, this is amazing. And it literally lasted an hour. And I was like, all right, that's different. That there's something happening here. And then it kind of gradually, like a few days after that lasted for like an hour and a half or two hours. You know, and it's like, I, I'm still in pain, but I'm starting to have energy and my mood's getting better. And those, that was the big shift for mm -hmm. me. The next big shift, I want to say towards the end of that first month, was my migraines 98% of the time are on the right side of my head. Um, why that is, why it's all, all usually on one side, I don't think anyone's completely figured that out yet. Um, now, mind you... When I was four years old, I fell from a stool, like a four-foot stool, and landed on my head on my right side. I still have a scar and was uh, rushed to the emergency room. And my head had to be, my skull and head had to be stitched back uh, when I was four years old. So maybe, maybe something to do with it. Maybe uh, an, I'm, I've been doing more research, and it seems that er, a lot of people have early childhood uh, TBI or traumatic brain injury. Uh, at a very young age, what can affect their mental health and physical health decades later. 
So just something to think about. Yeah. Um, I certainly had that with that incident. I think it would be, I think it was hard enough. The way everyone in my family describes it, I mean, I was apparently gushing blood out of my head, four years old. Um, I guess my aunt nearly fainted. They had to rush me to the hospital, um, you know, and, and I had to get stitched up, you know. Um, and yeah. so possibly, you know, had they done an MRI, which I don't think they did. I mean, this was like 1993 or something like that. Maybe they would have seen something. Anyway, side note. Um, so, but I remember towards the end of this first month of carnivore on the left side, having this migraine on the left side instead of the right side, but it was like a more duller pain. It wasn't as painful. And I thought, whoa, that's different too. So I had these little weird emotional, mental energy shifts in where the pain was, changes towards the end of the first month that was like, all right, I'm on to something. There's got to be something here. I'm going to keep doing this. And it's only gotten better. Um, you know, by month three, um, I, I eventually had, I was getting migraines, but they were going away. They were starting to last like only one day or only like half a day. And I started doing weird things. Like um, I remember the Joker movie had just come out and I had a migraine like the entire night before. And I, I learned to sleep with the migraine, which is kind of funny. And I'd wake up and have energy, even though my head was hurting all night. And I woke up and I was like, screw it. I'm going to go see the Joker movie. So I woke up from having a migraine all night, took salt water. Um, I don't remember if I ate or not. I think I was doing three meals a day in the beginning. So I think I had ground beef and eggs and cheese or something like that, uh, which would be my typical breakfast in the beginning. Um, and I went to the movies, right? And so you would think as a migrainer, having a migraine and going to the movies sounds like a horrible idea. It's dark. It has loud noises. You're going to have like an emotional reaction. You just got the bright screen. By the end of the movie, my migraine was gone. By the end of the Joker movie, you know, it's like two and a half hours or whatever, right? Um, and I thought, that's cool. That's really cool that like I was in pain. I went to the Joker movie. I went to a movie. And at the end of the movie, I was no longer in pain. Like that's something different. And what it taught me is that for me, yeah, I, to this day, I still get the occasional migraine, especially if I eat sugar or eat off carnivore or if I do go through something really emotional or if I'm not getting enough sleep. Yeah, I, I'm still a bit of a glass cannon, but 100 times better. But what I know is, hey, within a day or a half day, it's going to go away and I'll be cool again and everything will be cool. And, and, and what happens is I'll have the pain but I don't have the depression that came with it. I don't have the anxiety that came with it. I don't have the fatigue that came with it. I can sleep through the pain, you know, um, and wake up and go to work the next day. And to me, I call myself migraine free. And the reason why I call myself migraine free is all of those reasons, the way less of impact that they have on my life. But also I haven't taken a tryptin the migraine rescue make medication since July of 2020. And so I threw Yay. away, I threw away all my migraine medications, you know, and I had all the, cause when, when you're, when you're a migrainer, if you do find some kind of relief, 
you stock migraine medication like a squirrel preparing for winter. Like you stock it up. It's crazy. You know, it doesn't matter if it's expired. Precious. You don't care. Yeah, exactly. Precious migraine medication. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a tough day. Like it wasn't easy, but I went a solid year without it. And when I was able to go a year without taking this, the triptans, I threw it all away and I haven't looked back and I've been good. And I've been able to, you know, go to the mountains and do all kinds of crazy cool stuff. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I feel free from the beast, you know, fr- fr- from migraines. And it's amazing. They don't rule my life anymore. You know, this interview, right? I, I worked, I worked a shift, you know, a whole eight hour day on the computer, typing all that stuff all day, answering phones, dealing with difficult people. What name you, what have you, um, <laughs> setting up and scheduling and being like, yeah, cool. Let's, let's do this interview would have been nigh impossible. I would have been wiped out probably would have had a migraine or scared of a migraine. Not to mention the story would be a lot more crappy because I'm not a person that had healed, <laughs> right? Um, and so, I mean, just all the different ways it's opened my life. And now being able to coach and, and walk other people through this migraine journey or a chronic pain journey, because I got pack pain I, I deal with. I got neck pain I deal with, you know. But, hey, I'm still working out three days a week. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the gym. Before, I was exercise intolerant because I was scared of migraines or, or in pain or something like that. So I owe my life to Angela. We disagree on a few things, I, but I owe my life to Angela. I praise her. I praise her name, you know, like, like a savior. You know what I mean? Um, and I praise the carnivore diet. I praise myself for sticking to it, for every day uh, choosing it. You know what I mean? I don't always 100% make the absolute best carnivore choice, but I, I, I know what makes you feel the best, and it's certainly beef, salt, and water. And when I do get a migraine, I'm missing either beef, salt, water, or sleep. That's the cure. So if you do have a migraine now, you just drink some salt water, eat some beef, and go to bed. Yeah, generally, yeah, I do have the ice beanie that goes over my head. But yeah, for the most part, mm-hmm. it's drink salt water, eat some meat, go sleep. Yeah. Well, how much salt are we talking uh, about here? So I do. Now, it's a little different for everyone. Um, but I do a one uh, 16th teaspoon of salt uh, per eight ounces of water. Um, about, I don't know, six, seven times a day. I've, I've done the math before. It comes out to something like five, uh, what is it? Not milligrams, but five, five, five to seven grams a day. I'm probably getting of, of salt. Um, for the average person, general rule of thumb is to balance your potassium from meat with your sodium from salt. Um, but being a migrainer, you want to have a ratio roughly of two to about 1.8 sodium to potassium. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sweet. Depending. So uh, you said you're not necessarily eating the best carnivore diet. So I'm just a little bit curious. What do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on occasion, and I don't, it's not stuff I do on purpose. So, um, you know, I'll make pork ribs, 
and um, I will the the primal health barbecue sauce. Oh, I'm in love with that stuff. The Hawaiian barbecue sauce. I'm in love with that stuff. You know, I don't seem to react, but I, I know I'm playing Russian roulette with it. Um, you know, it's mainly like eating out. So if I go to a restaurant, like I'll do something on accident where like something I'll have some kind of seasoning and I'll take a bite and it'll be like really sweet and I'll be like, oh, F, this has sugar in it, but I'll keep like eating it anyway. You know what I mean? Like I'll pay for it in a couple of days. It's fine. Or mm -hmm. my most recent one was uh, I ordered. So uh, over here they have a restaurant, Chipotle, which I really like. And you can get chipotle carnivore and it's pretty easy to do but they had a new brisket like bourbon or whatever thing right so of course i order it because i'm me and i dig in and i'm like oh this is really sweet this must have sugar and like two days later i was wrecked so it's not something i do technically on purpose it's mostly just you know balancing the eating out you know balance um and probably most people would still consider that carnivore you know, I, I get that and everything, but it really messes with me like two days later. You know, other people, they, they are like, how do you stick to it? And for me, it's easy because if I don't, if I literally am not, I hate using the word strict. If I'm not that health conscious and pro what's loving for me to eat, pro health, yep. I'm in pain. And I'm in pain for a good day and a half to two days. So... And and it's and it's a, it's a and it's so easily avoided, you know. Um, and so I just feel not that I feel like an idiot, but it's just like uh, you're gonna we're doing this again, yeah. huh? <laughs> you know. Um, and so there, there's there's a there's a list of different foods that I've done that with soy sauce, mustard, um, just seasonings and things like that. Mostly, I have no issue with eating just meat. It's it's the, the little spices of life, right? And so maybe maybe that'll heal more later. I don't know, um, but if it doesn't, I'm the level of health that I have now, which is something I try to instill in the clients and the people I work with, is like even if this is as healthy as I get, I know I still continue to improve, and there's other things I'm working on. I believe I've already reached like my pinnacle of health, even though I feel like I'm so blessed and so happy and so grateful for the level of health that I have in this moment, that even if it doesn't get any better, I am yeah. happy with this. And that's pretty awesome, to be fair. But I'm, I'm just wondering, in the beginning, did you miss other foods? And do you feel like this is a sustainable diet and I can continue eating the rest of my life? Or are you planning on trying to go back to eating more spices or whatever it is that you're missing? Yeah, um, you got to understand, I think, and this is probably something that a lot of people that come from other, you know, whether it's paleo or keto or vegan, once you're used to saying no to certain foods, once you've done that for, you know, like I said, I was paleo, partially vegan, plant-based for, you know, six years. And so once you're used to saying no to things, you're used to not really going without, but it's just... You don't miss it. You know, I, I, I haven't had regular cream ice cream in a decade. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't miss it. And I don't, you know, as a kid, 
as a teenager, Oreo cookies and cream or a McFlurry or something like that was like the bomb, right? And I don't miss it. You know, I don't crave it. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't had regular ice cream in over a decade, you know, and I don't miss it. That's, that's totally fine. Um, pizza, I really don't miss. Um, yeah, it's cool. It smells good. I mean, donuts, the smell of donuts, <laughs> that's rough. You know what I mean? On the right day, man, am I tempted. That, that, that's a killer for me. I haven't done it. I haven't had a donut in, geez, I don't know, probably close to a decade as well. Probably haven't had a donut. So, you know, you got to understand, when I came to Carnivore, I had already said no to a lot of the craving foods that a lot of people already eat. I was actually excited about Carnivore. Carnivore opened things up because I can have dairy now. You know what I mean? So I make my own ice cream, you know, and that doesn't affect me and I'm fine. So it's not that I can't have any ice cream at all. It's just I make my own, you know, and when it comes to the carnivore diet, um, there's awesome chefs out there, people that are doing just, I didn't know that you could do that with the meat and dairy. You know what I mean? Make people making some of the most outrageous creations. Any craving you're having can be made carnivore. Now, is it going to be the most cleanest, strict, healthiest, absolute, mega, mega, best, best, ultra, ultra carnivore? Well, no. But when you've been rolling in this a year, when you've put in your time, you know, people are like, well, I want to do this for six months or blah, blah, blah. I I tell people, you're a baby carnivore (laughs) until you've done two years in this. Until you've done a good two years. Nah. Like, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to complain about it. Give me two years. That's what I tell people. Give me, give me a solid good two years. You know, and then you feel it. I believe the true healing takes a good couple of years, honestly. Um, at least a year. But I, I'm really more at that two year where real, you feel really like you've gotten real healing at that mark. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't crave it. You know, I live on my own, so, like, it's easy for me. I just don't buy it. You know, I just don't buy anything yep. that's not me, you know, that I, I just don't buy things that I'm going to react to, pretty much, you know. I like my cheddar cheese. I like these different kinds of steaks. I love my ground beef. I do a bit of chicken, although I got salmonella recently from that, and that was a bummer. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy in this diet. I'm happy I get to have my cheese. Is it probably the best thing? Ultra, ultra, mega, mega, <laughs> pinnacle, super, ultra carnivore that I'm having cheese? No, but it's a trade-off, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm healthy enough with cheese and I don't feel like I'm going overboard with it. But I know people struggle with dairy. I know people struggle with cheese. And you got to find what works for you. You know, one of the funny things about me going from the first steak with the zucchini and uh, the yellow squash with the mushrooms to just steak is that um, one, I'd, I'd like eaten like that for like a couple of weeks or a week or something like that. And I just started eating the steaks and the, the mushrooms and everything else went bad. Yeah. And I just didn't buy them again. You know, I just, I was like, I'm just not going to buy food that's going to go bad that I'm not going to eat. Like, it just seems to make sense to me. So, and it was been easy since, since then. And, you know, there have been a fun, a couple of fun things. Like when I went hiking in Mount Shasta with a group of friends, we had this, this restaurant up there and they had fries in, made in duck fat. 
You know what I mean? It's like I had to have a fry dipped in ketchup made from duck fat because whenever am I going to able to do that? You know what I mean? And I don't remember that messing with me, you know, but learning to limit myself to just one fry. Now I know there's other people where that one fry, it would have been over for them. They're done. You know, they couldn't have stopped there. But I just, I'm just saying I'm just blessed in that I don't have that problem. I have other problems, yeah. but that's not one of them. Sweet. So I know that you are helping people in a group setting with uh, who have chronic pain. So do you want to talk a little bit quickly about what it is that you do there and how you help people? Yeah, so I am a, well, Meet RX, which is now Rivero Health Coach or Carnivore Coach, or I don't even know what they're calling it now. And uh, me and a, a few other carnivores have been um, running for over a year now, uh, about once a month on Sundays, or once, once a month, the third Sunday of the month, um, a chronic pain meeting. And um, attendance is, is decent. Um, and so... What I try to focus on there is forgiveness and mental and emotional. And when I say forgiveness, uh, those of us with chronic pain, um, we feel like, especially if you've been on this diet for a while and on a healing journey and all that, if you have a flare-up, like me, I still get migraine flare-ups. Um, there's a my friend Amanda that's in there. Um, she has fibromyalgia, and occasionally she'll get a fibro flare-up. And... There's this automatic impulse to feel bad about yourself. Like with me with that Chipotle, me getting that migraine, it's real easy to be like, that's your fault. You're an idiot. What are you doing? You shouldn't be getting flare-ups anymore. Come on, you're healed now. You're better than this. Like I can rip myself to sheds, but that doesn't help, right? So again, it's about that forgiveness and appreciating the level of health that you have despite having the flare-up and resting. If you do have a chronic condition, rest. It's okay, you know? You're still healing, you know? Take a nap. I'm a napper. I yeah. love naps. You know what I mean? I love to take a... If I, if I get the opportunity to take a, 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 an hour nap, yeah. that's the best. And when I was more unwell, I couldn't nap. You know what I mean? Because I had too much anxiety, depression, and other stuff going on. Now I have the mental calmness and the clarity to take a nap. You know what I mean? So if you need a nap, take it. Um, you know, of other people in there that, um, you know, she there was a woman that had been in a severe motorcycle accident and was still taking uh, opioid medication. You know, and she's like, I really, really want to get off it. And I'm like, look, that's nerve damage. That was a horrific motorcycle accident. You know, if you need the opiate, like, I know it's a bummer, but don't beat yourself up over it. It's okay yeah. if you need that medication. You know, if you've tried other things or if you're trying, you know, like, opiates are hard to get off of, A. B, that's one of the most horrific, uh, you know, and I've been in some gnarly car wrecks, right? And so when I hear someone's story about a car wreck or a motorcycle accident or something, it's like, no, that's, that's trauma yes. to the body that we're not designed for like it's way 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 out of range of what kind of punishment our body's meant for so it's okay you know maybe maybe later you can get off of it maybe through this diet and a few other things maybe at some point 
But if at this moment, in these weeks or months or years, you truly need the medication, it's okay to take the medication, you know, if you truly need it. And I truly believe, you know, you come into me talking about it, you need it. And that's okay. And so that's why I start with that forgiveness. Because in the chronic pain community, for we're, our body's in pain, but we feel like beating ourselves mentally and emotionally will make no. it better. And it doesn't. It only makes it worse. So my first lesson in there is always to forgive yourself and be open and honest about it, you know. Um, then after that is, you know, like I said, talking about flare-ups and being okay with that and, and the healing journey and letting it take place. And, and you know, oftentimes coming into this, we're not going to get the results that we were immediately looking for, especially not in the beginning. And so I always tell them, okay, but try to look for other things that are different. Is your energy level? How's your sleep? Um, how's your, how's your, how's your emotional mental health? How are you dealing with stress? You know, I can, and then I get them to list off five or six things that are doing better. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't heal focusing on what's still wrong. The only way we heal is to focus on what's healing, you know? It, throughout that time, that first month, had I focused on that migraine that entire first month, I would have hampered my own healing. Instead, I looked for what was different. I looked what was going right. That is the only way to heal is you yes. have to look at what's going right. Because I guarantee you, if you're on this diet and following it in appropriate fashion... Because don't get me wrong, there is a way to do carnivore wrong. <laughs> you can do this wrong. I've seen it, and people actually really hurt themselves if they do this diet wrong. I will say that, sadly. Um, talk to people. Do this right. If you do it right, give it six months, give it a year, give it two years. But you will notice different changes. I damn near guarantee it. You know, It may not be the changes you're looking for. But it will be other things. And, and I think usually the energy and the emotional are the two things that seem to come first before the chronic pain. Or they'll develop different chronic pains. Or, you know, and I, I, I encourage them to keep a diary or keep a journal, you know, because um, uh, we're so forgetful, you know. And, and we're, we're, we're so, we, when we learn that how big of an impact food has whenever we do have that flare up or whenever we do have you know something go wrong or something like that we're so quick to oh that steak must have had some kind of bad oil in it or it was this or that and i'm always like all right maybe maybe but let's not attack the healing food let's back this up a bit and and track this and see hey uh did you get some bad news how mm -hmm. was stress at work <laughs> How did you sleep the night before? Um, have you been getting out sunlight? You know, I walk them through it because, again, okay, you had the steak and maybe it had some kind of soybean oil or something, but you decided to go out with friends or you decided to do that. And that was, at that moment, that was the most loving and the most healing food choice that you could make at that moment. So once you've made it and you ate, ate it, to go back and demonize it, that's not helping you move in a healing direction. You know what I mean? Now, again, maybe I'm willing to consider it, but we have to take everything in context. You know what I mean? And that's what I try to do is give people that broader view 
because we know the steak is going to be more healing than anything else that's on that menu. So to me, that's like the free scare, uh, free space and bingo. You know what I mean? It's like, let's not attack yep. the meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, let's, let's maybe, but let's look at these other causes for why you had this flare up or why, you know, whatever was going on. And usually there was other things going on, right? Because it's never just one thing. I know we all want to boil it yep. down to just one thing, but it's never just one thing. Now, just the body doesn't work that way. Okay, awesome. So if people want to get hold of you or work with you or get into this group or whatever, where can they find you? Yeah, so um, the best place to find me is uh, alloutlife.carnivore on yep. Instagram. If you type that in, it's alloutlife.carnivore on Instagram, but also on Facebook, um, alloutlife.carnivore. I'm also on Minds at alloutlifecarnivore. And if you have, go to allmylinks.com slash alloutlife.carnivore. I will be there as well. And um, I'll try to throw links yeah. towards Pim we'll that you that. can uh, put in the show notes and stuff like that as well. Also, do a weekly podcast with the Meat Mosaic if you go on YouTube and look for Meat Mosaic. Uh, I am there with the other group of great carnivores. We got Bart on there. We've had Paul Mason on there. Uh, we've had Pim. We've had you on there. Um, I think we're going to have you on again soon. That'll be awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's also a great way to meet, uh, get in touch with me as well. It's all my links awesome. and stuff. And you're all doing that uh, podcast or YouTube channel together with Tom that has been on my channel very recently as well. So there you go. Thank you so much for coming on here. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any last words that you want to share? <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I just always like to go back to forgive yourself, love yourself and forgive yourself. You've been through enough. Stop beating yourself Yay. up. You're done. All right. You're on a path to Amen. healing. Just forgive yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Been fine. Thanks for listening to the Elcal podcast. If you like the show and you want to support the show, you can do so by sharing it with anyone who you think may benefit from listening to it. Or if you're so inclined, you can make a donation over at PayPal or at Patreon and you will find the links in the description. Have an awesome day.